Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business. Hey, welcome to today's podcast. Welcome to Western New York Entrepreneurs, where we help entrepreneurs take the next step in their own business. And today's going to be a really good podcast. I'm really excited to sit down with Mike Del Zappo, uh, co-owner of Eat Right Foods. Uh, say hi, Mike. Hi, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me on, Dave. Yeah, of course. And um, right off the bat, you know, Mike, I'm going to ask you to brag about yourself. Um, I know it's not something we like doing or something we don't do often. Um, so, but right off the bat, what should people know about you and uh, what you do. Okay, so um, I'm co-owner of Eat Right Foods. Um, I've been in competitive bodybuilding for about eight years. I'm a sponsored athlete for the number one supplement company in the world, which is Optum Nutrition. Um, I've traveled the world for the last four years with them, promoting just health, wellness, fitness, supplementation, just healthier lifestyle is kind of the direction I'd like to go with the rest of my business and career and um, the way I perceive our lifestyles and the best way to live them. Um, so Eat Right Foods was actually started with myself and my best friend, Luke Bright. He is the co-owner of Eat Right Foods with me. And uh, we were both working at a factory at the time. It was uh, DuPont and Niagara Falls. It was a chemical plant. And um, we were both there for a few years. He was there for about five years. I was there for three years. And um, a week before Christmas, we got a phone call. It was all over the news that DuPont was shutting down. They were taking their program to China. And, did, did you hear that through the news or did you hear it through your boss first? I you? heard it through the news first, which was a little bit more depressing than um, getting the phone call the next day about it. But uh, me and Luke had always joked around about opening a meal service. We thought, you know, there's got to be something better for people out there. We weren't impressed what was on the market. Um, you know, you see a lot of companies, they'll use low quality food and they don't put a lot of heart into it. It's kind of just a plain meal. Um, some of it, you know, they freeze it for days upon weeks, and then you get the meal and you defrost it. There might be water in the bottom. It just wasn't appealing to us, and we said there's got to be a better way. Yeah. So once we got the news that DuPont was closing, we started writing down some ideas on paper. You know, we'd be in the break room writing down ideas. People would walk by. They'd make fun of us. Oh, what are you guys going to do, open a meal service? And we are kind of like, yeah, that's actually what, exactly what we're going to do. Yeah, the simple uh, lunch talk. Yeah, the simple, you know, busting balls. Yeah. And uh, so... Uh, we found a nice little spot in Chictawaga and Genesee and Union. Um, it's really all we could afford. Mm -hmm. It was cheap rent. All the equipment was there. Um, plus, as a startup business, we didn't really want to take a huge risk on investment. We figured it was a good way to get our feet wet with it and see how people thought about it before making the next leap of faith into something maybe a little bit more yeah, bigger and better. Um, so as you know, over the next few months, we were everywhere. <laughs> um, so then we decided to invest into our Kenmore location, which was about three times the size, about three times the equipment. Um, so we were able to do things on a much faster, larger scale. All right, Mike, thanks so much for sharing that, man. Um, so I have to ask, I was thinking before we even started this interview, I'm like, you know, I go on social media, I go on all these different, you know, social media platforms, and I see there's so much competition out there, especially in, you know, the meal prepping service. And I've seen some, I even have some friends that tried the meal prepping service, and it didn't go as well as they, they hoped to. Mm -hmm. So you started this 2011. So it's cool is that you guys started before the whole craze of it. But 
there was still a lot of competition. Right. So how did you like get above all the white noise? How did you like like not just throw spaghetti at the wall and hopefully it stick? Like how did you actually make it stick and then grow from there to to all that? I think what it, what we did was we found what everybody was doing wrong, mm-hmm. and we wanted to do it right without cutting the corners, without freezing the food, mm-hmm. without giving you bland, boring food. Um, all of our chickens marinated for 24 hours. You won't find another service doing that. It's just too time consuming. But guess what? It does separate you from the competition. You will find services that won't steam their veggies. We steam our veggies. Mm-hmm. It will set. At the end of the day, you have to enjoy what you're eating. This business is about food. It's not about muscles. It's not about abs. It's not about losing weight. It's about food. People have to enjoy what they're eating in order to come back. That's the idea. Have them come back. Not a lot of these companies I see now, they'll get you for one or two. They'll convenience you by being in your town. But at the end of the day, you're not going to come back because you didn't enjoy what they offered. And I think that's really what separates us apart. Um, we've got a few competitors that now might be on their fifth, sixth, who knows, eighth, tenth location right now. And I just don't, as a business owner, I don't see it. I don't see the return. Um, I see a lot of overhead. I see a lot of um, employees, which is money. Um, then on top of that, the headaches that come along with it. Yeah, you're probably, you're probably diluting your Yeah, your you're service. cannibalizing yourself in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to convenience everybody on every corner with your store. Well, we're a niche market. I mean, we're not feeding millions of people in Western New York. We're feeding a couple thousand. I mean, not everybody wants meal prep at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's um, something, uh, we got two locations at the moment. We don't know if we really want to pursue a third. Yeah, so, so one's in Ken, for the listeners. So one's in Kenmore, Kenmore right, which is correct. kind of towards downtown in a way. Yep. And um, where's the second location? The second one's on uh, in Niagara Falls on Military Road across from the outlet malls. Um, the idea there was let's help convenience the northern towns um, in Diblinda, Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, we were pursuing a franchise idea, mm-hmm. um, which is still in the works. And the idea was let's get Canada involved. Maybe they'll throw one over the border for us mm-hmm. and keep it growing, keep it going. Um, South Towns is probably the next opportunity if and when we want to pursue that. Um, but at the moment, we are dibbling into shipping. So mm-hmm. we're starting to create a whole nother monster. A whole nother animal, yeah. yeah and um, the logistics of it is tough, especially when we do over 30,000 meals a week. We're, it's fresh scale. Mm-hmm. So things are done on demand. They're not done days, weeks in advance and stored in a fresh che- mm-hmm. uh, chest freezer mm-hmm. for our convenience. Um, so I think that getting back to the difference is the quality, the freshness, and just giving a really good service for people that conveniences them in their lifestyle without overdoing it and making sure that you're not stretching yourself too thin. Yeah, and that's good. It's, like, it's keeping core to what you got you there. Right. Not like, okay, we gotten this far, now we can start slacking off or diluting things or not to work out us here. So, yeah, so... Again, most people see the success. They see like the official meal prep servers of the Buffalo Sabres, mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills. They see all this, but like they don't see all the back work. They don't right. see what got you where you are. Mm-hmm. So, what is like one or two? You know, I don't know how many of my answers, but what are one or two failures that most people didn't see or like like those beneath the surface? Kind of like the iceberg. You see the success right. top, but I think a lot of people, you know, you see what's out there on the social media. You're the pictures and, you know, we got athletes coming from the Bills and the Sabres and the Bandits and you know, it's all perfect and great. But I mean, this business started with Luke and I putting in over 90 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Us too. You know, we didn't take a paycheck for six months. Um, we used our last dollar to start the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't come from money. We're not people who just had, we have no investors in this business. Um, we have, we're debt free. 
Mm -hmm. um, and it helps us sleep at night, and that's the way we like to stay. Um, I don't want to owe anybody anything. I like to know that this was started from blood, sweat, and tears, and that's one thing I think that we are separate from other people as well. Um, we're not in it for the dollar. We did yeah. something because we were passionate about it, mm. and I think that's another avenue we should get into later about young entrepreneurs interested in starting a business. Mm -hmm. um, you gotta be passionate about what you do. You gotta love what you do, and that's what works, and that's what sticks. Yeah, so give me a, the biggest failure you've ever had as a business owner so far. We've had, I've had some crazy stories on this podcast so far. Mm -hmm. So you're like, whoa, no way, whoa, no way. And I love transparency, and obviously our audience loves you know, being authentic. So yeah. like, don't be, you know, hold no bars back. What was like the biggest I mean, failure you I'll be had? honest, Dave, it's, you're gonna think I'm crazy, but we've pretty much hit home runs <laughs> okay. since we've opened. We've been open three years, we've done really well. Yeah, we've spent some money in marketing mm -hmm. that was probably like, eh, we won't do that again. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, honestly, so, you, so you're the rare well. bird that yeah, like, well, we Yeah, things have been have. well. Okay, good. Um, I mean, we started off doing a couple hundred meals our first week, which mm -hmm. we thought was phenomenal. Within two months, we were doing thousands of meals. And it was just, you know, we created a product that people kept coming back for and keep talking about and enjoy. Um, and we're just trying to continue to grow from that. That's good. From that. That's um, good. I really wish I had something cool for you. No, 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 no. Yeah, we, don't, we don't want you to make it. So, oh, well, the, the building was on fire. We put it off. We actually cooked the food with the fire that was burning the there building was down. One, well, if you want to go that route, there was one instance at their old location. We had uh, a new cook on staff, and I think he had some family issues at the time. His head wasn't right. And I walk in, and there was flames up to the ceiling from the grill. And he was just kind of standing there. Looking around, I grabbed the fire extinguisher and I put it out. And uh, he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I go, those things almost went off above you because those once the flames are high enough, mm -hmm. they'll turn on the, the, yeah, the, sprinkler. the sprinkler. And you got to get shut down for days after that. So we would have lost all kinds of money and probably had to get new equipment. Oh. Let's say it didn't last much longer than that. But <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, so what was your defining moment? as a business owner, do you think? Like, when was it like, whoa, like, we made it? Yeah, um, actually it wasn't that long ago. It was probably about two months ago. I was uh, up front in Kenmore, cashing people out. And this gentleman walked in, I don't believe I've ever seen him before. He kind of seemed like a newer client. And he was picking meals out of the cooler. And um, through the cooler door, he leaned over and he was like, do you want to know how you, you know you have a successful business? And I was like, you know, puzzled. And I was kind of like, where's he going with this? What, mm -hmm. What's this mean? And uh, he goes, it's when you sign a contract with the Bagulas for Buffalo Sports. And I was like, you know, what a humbling mm -hmm. gesture for him to just say to me as an owner. Mm -hmm. And um, that was probably my, my most exciting moment for Eat Right Foods was when, you know, we were approached by the Bagulas asking us, hey, we're starting a new program for these guys. You know, the New York Jets are doing it with a meal service. We want to do it with you guys. Would you guys be interested in possibly setting up some sort of partnership where you feed the bandits, the buttes, the sabers, and the bills, tailor their meals for them, which is something we don't do on the norm. Mm -hmm. But for them in this instance, it's a little different and we yeah. will do it. Um, and you know, as a young 30 year old entrepreneur who's been just trying to get his feet off the ground and get this business rolling for the last three years and to have that email come to you, it was definitely, uh, Definitely a humbling. It's almost like you don't want to respond too quickly because right. you want to sound too like, yeah, we'll do this, yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. And um, I think that's the other thing too, is a lot of times we're just so busy keeping up and re-innovating and doing things differently that you forget to like step back and just see how far you've come. Mm -hmm. You know, we came from a small little karaoke bar in 
Chictawaga to now two locations um, and growing. Every month's been our best month. We haven't mm -hmm. ever dipped. And so we're just kind of waiting to see like, where's this going? Mm -hmm. When are we gonna see it level out? Um, you know, I don't wanna put the horse before the carriage too soon. We're definitely, uh, you know, just enjoying it now. We're kind of just coasting with it. And That's good. Being happy with what we got. So that being said, the, you know, you've been doing this now for eight years. Wow. So you said 2011. Well you, well, you started 2012, you opened the first location, but really the planning started 2011. So what's it say, seven, eight years? Like, Wait, that's a lie. It's not? Okay. No, oh, it is. Okay. we're only three years old. So okay. It's been, oh my God, that's embarrassing. Oh, no worries. So it's 2019. So like what, 15, 16? 15 was when the idea went into play. 16 is when it started. Okay. 16, so 17, 18, 19. Yes. I was going to say, I was, I was like, well, like. Yeah, three years. So this business started 15, the idea, and then it opened January 1st of 16. Okay. So now it's three years. Okay. So in three years, we've gone from Chictawaga, shut that down, which I regret. <laughs> Why? It was just too cheap not to keep. Yeah, yeah she, it, it kind of rhymes. Yeah, yeah you know, it's, it, it's so funny though. Actually, like by the way, I, if it's cool with you, I don't want to edit this out because it just shows that wow, like you know, we're human. Yeah, and we make mistakes all the time. And it's like I don't know if I heard that, I'd be mm -hmm. like, okay, if this guy started this amazing business. Yeah, and he didn't even know like it started seven, you know, eight years compared to three years. Right. I'd be like, okay, there's hope for me. Sometimes I lucky I remember my own name. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot my own, my own birthday one year. And uh, my, my staff surprised me with a cake. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, it's your birthday. I'm like, oh, like, if it's not on my Google calendar, it doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't make sense. It's not going to happen today. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I love it. I love it. So here, here's the thing I want to ask, though. It's like, so for the newer entrepreneurs out there, we're, we're talking like they're not even like they don't have a location or, or they're just really just starting their business. What advice? Because obviously we're talking general advice here. Mm -hmm. But what advice would you give an entrepreneur that's like, okay, I want to start going for, I really want to start this business. Like what advice would you give them? Um, I would definitely say my best advice at the top of this list would have to be be passionate about what you do. Mm -hmm. You're going to put in a ton of hours, you're going to put in a ton of time. Things just don't happen. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people think, you know, oh, you know, I start a business, hire some people, they'll run it for me, I'll step away and things will be great and dandy. That's probably the worst way to get into a business. Um, you have to put the time in, you have to put the effort in, you have to train people. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you should still be there even when you don't need to be. I think it's um, always important to be that owner that takes pride in his own business and is there helping. Um, I still do dishes, take out the trash. You know, I'm just as capable of doing it as any other employee is. I'm not better than anyone. And I think that um, that holds a lot of value to our employees. And uh, there's no reason why it shouldn't happen. And I think another uh, key element would be know what you really want to do. Um, I've heard people say, you know, Mike, you're so inspirational. I've always wanted to open up my business. And I go, oh, what do you want to do? And they're like, I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, e. Mm -hmm. I mean, I never really wanted to be a business owner my entire life. I went to school for civil engineering. Um, I always thought I'd be working for someone. And uh, just kind of the way the dice rolled for me, I had to make a decision and I pulled the trigger. And I'm happy I did because now I've realized how much I've been missing out on as a business owner. It's be more creative, more innovating, um, work on your own schedule. Um, yeah, all the perks that come with it. Yeah. But the things that come in the beginning, like, yeah, so if, so to regurgitate back to you, like, so basically find your passion, right. what you're really excited about, because you're right, like, whatever we plan on 
putting into a business, mm-hmm. it's going to take 10 times more effort. It's going to take, there's going to be so many different loops and things that you think are going to be easy aren't yeah. going to be easy. Right. Like designing websites, oh, it's easy. I'll just use this. But it's way harder. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and there's always some loops that you never expect, right. as you know. So I know, so it sounds like you've hit home run after home run after home run. So, but I want to ask this question anyways. So if you had to go back, like what's to say like a freaky Friday, you just woke up mm-hmm. and it's 2015 all over again. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you do differently? You know, I would love to go back and start fresh. Uh, as far as doing anything differently, I would create a bigger location. Okay, right off the bat? Right off the bat. Yeah, we need more space. We were already, we were tight going in the first day in Kenmore, um, which we thought would never happen. But it was just such a huge boom in sales from Chictawaga to Kenmore. And we're lucky we pulled the trigger when we did, or else we would be really hurting in Chictawaga because we were buying coolers after coolers after coolers just to put up against the wall to store food for food safety. So a bigger location. Um, but the other issue we were having too is we just didn't want investors. We didn't want loans. We didn't want debt. So we were doing everything out of pocket. So it would have been really tough to create something. Ideally, we need something twice the size as Kenmore. Okay. Especially if we want to start shipping, having that those freezers um, and then packaging areas for the meals that are going out of state. Um, but that would probably be one of the biggest things. Maybe uh, take out a small loan, feel a little bit more loose about it and not be so uptight about it and do it once right mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe now we got to do it again. Yeah, um, it's like 2020 hindsight. Now you know, you know, you know now. But if you had right. to, this is what you do. If you had so, to, it's always those things that you didn't know. The unknowns. It's always the unknowns that come back and bite you. I think, and you just got to make the best decision at the time that's right for you, and learn from it, and grow from it. And I think that's what's most important about being an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's good. And thanks for sharing that. Hey, really quick, if you love what you're hearing so far, please subscribe to this podcast. Leave a review and rate it. It takes 10 seconds, but it means so much to me. Let others know about it. If you know a Western New York entrepreneur who is killing it right now and should be interviewed, please introduce them to me. Again, I want to keep this thing going, so please leave a review and share it on your social media platform of your choice so others know about this. Now, obviously, things are going well, but there's always something we want to improve on or there's a problem we want fixed as a business. Like, you know, there's never a day where like, okay, everything's perfect. It's it's a rarity. So what do you think the biggest thing that Eat Right Foods or you can struggle with as a business owner? Um, I think it's educating people. Um, Meal prep in Buffalo is still fairly new. It's not something people are very, you know, oh, I can't wait to go try someone else's food. It's kind of, and especially the horror stories I've been out there about meal services. Um... Be nice, you know, people more open-minded about having a healthier option. A lot of people, oh, I, or, I can't afford them. I'm not even going to try going in there. Uh, our meals are 560 mm-hmm. Most people can afford our meals. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's probably cheaper than doing it yourself. I agree. To Wegmans, bought all their product. What's your time worth? Um, all that stuff, if they could just get out there a little bit better for people to understand and grasp that, hey, I can have my life back. I can save some money. This isn't a marketing technique that they're trying to get me in the door and spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars. No, no contracts, no commitments, no minimums. Get what you need for the week and use it week to week as you need it. We're not going to hound you. We're not going to send you all these alerts about, hey, order now and order now. No, it's on your, if you need food, you know that you need food, place an order. We're here for you. We have food in the coolers if you want to walk in and try us. Um, So that's been the toughest part is educating people on the fact that they can have a healthy meal that is affordable. It's not going to cost you 12 bucks a pop, which yeah. I think most people have this conception of coming in. Because I've noticed, they look at the price list and go, 
wow, this is a lot cheaper than I thought. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's what we're here for. Yeah, especially (laughs) when you're pumping out so many. Right. Like, yeah, I'm sure it's like you buy everything in bulk. You're not buying, you're not going to the store and buying a three pack of chicken or something. (laughs) Uh, 5,000 pounds of chicken on a Saturday and 4,000 pounds of steak. What does that even look like? Like, It looks like a big pile of boxes and then we got to put them in bins and store them in the coolers until they're ready to be cooked off. That's crazy. Um, So... For those who are going through tough times in business, like, you know, things are just not going as planned. Like what, what has gotten you through the hard times? Like when, like, I'm sure we've all had those days when we just woke up and like, ah, oh, this is not where I wanted it. It's not what I expected. Or maybe it's just a, a long work week. Cause yeah. I know now you're only getting, so for those that don't know, uh, Mike and I talked before this, that he gets one day off a week. So it's not like he's working four, you know, three days, getting four days, you know, off, and he's just sitting on the beach every single day. The guy, the guy is still in the grind of doing everything. So, like, what has gotten you through the weeks that are like, this is a lot of work, or this isn't going as well as they planned? Mm-hmm. Or just, what, what has gotten you? I get? think that's what keeps it fun. Um, we've tried things, you know, and they totally blew up in our face. Mm-hmm. But the nice thing is you can adjust and you can change. Um, if something's not working, it might not be something you agree with. Like, I would love to offer vegan and vegetarian options at Eat Right, but the problem is they sell one to 101. Mm-hmm. So it's hard as a business owner and someone who's spending their money to put something on the market that doesn't sell. So unfortunately, we just don't offer it. And that's, I think, is where you kind of got to be flexible with your ideas. As much as I want to offer things and do things for people, and at the end of the day, it doesn't work on the back end, which is why we don't do them. And um, you just got to kind of be open-minded about a lot of things. Um, you know, not every day is rainbows and Skittles. Yeah. Um, and that's part of it. That's part of the gig. And that's where you got to pull up your bootstraps and move forward and, you know, keep your head on straight and not let it get the best of you. Yeah. I just want to piggyback off what you just said. Like, it's like you embrace the hard times because, mm-hmm. you know, I always make a joke that like, hey, if everything was perfect and easy, it'd actually be boring. Right. Kind of like, you know, imagining like watching a movie, like, okay, the guy wanted the girl, the guy got the girl at the end. Like, mm-hmm. okay, that was boring. We like, we want the conflict. We want... Like, you know, I don't play video games, but video games, but those that do, like, if you beat the game in 20 minutes, you're like, okay, well, this sucks. Yeah. Like, you want to fail. You want to really strive for something. So, in a way, we kind of want problems. In a way, we kind of want the, I don't want to say the hard times, but we want to earn what we have. Yeah, you want to be, you want to be problem solver, mm-hmm. you know, and figure out why isn't this working and what do I got to do to make it work? And I think that's one of the big key points as a business owner. It's not, you know, looking at your books, writing checks, mm-hmm. and going home Mm -hmm. you know it's getting down to the nitty-gritty and figuring out why things aren't working and where you can save money and how you can expand and grow and make things better and save money yeah so who were the biggest influences influencers in in your life or as a business owner even just growing up like what like really like Maybe sometimes those are the finding moments. Just to give an example, a really quick example of me, like watching my mom growing up and my mom, single mom, you know, I was one of five kids and she worked three jobs and I just saw her never give up. And eventually she became a U.S. customs officer. She works for the, she's a mounted sheriff now. Like, but she worked really, and she fell quite often, but watching her never give up, that influenced me as a entrepreneur Mm -hmm. because I saw that. It's like, so who were, or what were the biggest influences in your life? I think a lot of people know like Dwayne Johnson, his story, how, you know, he's got this slogan out there that one point in his life he had $7 in his pocket. It was mm-hmm. his last $7. We all know him now as this wrestler, movie star, slash entertainer. Um, same with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, he really didn't make his money in bodybuilding. He made his money doing movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but people relate to both, which is fine and great. But when it comes down to business, he made his business off of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess those would be probably two people 
But um, I guess the motivation always just came from within, though. And I always knew, like, I could do whatever I wanted if I wanted to. And it's not going to be easy. Um, there's going to be a lot of sacrifices. That's the other thing. Um, you know, I miss out on some family events sometimes. Or, you know, hey, do you want to go to the beach this weekend? Sorry. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. And that's fine. They don't need to understand that. Um, that's their life. That's the life they want to live. That's fine. Um, I'd like to live that life in a couple years when I'm done with work. <laughs> that's the goal. But, uh, you know, everyone's different and everybody wants to live their own lives. And, you know, I think that's fine. And that's what makes us human. Yeah. And they don't have to understand it. Sometimes we think that if people don't understand or if they're not even on board, especially our closest friends, family, right. like they have to understand, but they don't have to understand your purpose for it to be your purpose right? and, um, and where you're going. So I, I totally agree with that. So you're talking about like, you know, um, I don't think you gave the quote, but what is your favorite like, do you have a favorite quote that you like? It's kind of like your motto you live by. Do you have one? I like the uh, be an innovator, not a duplicator. Mm. Um, I've seen a lot of duplication since we've opened, and I think people see it too, and they're not impressed. And you know, it might be a little harsh, but it's kind of true when you start something from nothing and then see other people just come in and just take advantage of it. And um, that would probably be, I guess, the biggest quote I like to take in and enjoy. Yeah, that's good. So since this is a, a Western New York entrepreneur podcast, like, you know, so we're, we're in Buffalo right now. So like, what's the biggest thing you like love about Buffalo? For those that like are just moved here or they're like, well, what's the rave about Buffalo? It's yeah. definitely the people. Um, I think Buffalo is unique. It's a unique city. It's small. It's clicky. Everybody knows everybody, um, which is could be good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when we have snowstorms, I feel like everybody comes together and helps each other out. You know, luckily we don't have terrible, terrible weather, but when times get tough, I think we all come together as a community and help build each other up. Um, we might not have the best sports teams. We all know that, but um, we still rally behind them and love them and do our best to, you know, have fun with it. We embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> we embrace the cold and the struggle. And, uh, and that, that we can learn so much about entrepreneurship just by watching that. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're still going and, yeah. <laughs> with the process. But, um, yeah, last question here. Like, how do you, how do you keep employees happy at work because sometimes things can get mundane like it's mm. like the same thing over and over i know you guys change up meals and you know you know new ingredients and whatnot but like how do you keep employees engaged and happy i think what's nice about the business that we offer is we allow our uh, cooks to be a little bit creative and innovative um, it's not here's what you're making today when you're done get out mm-hmm. it's like hey guys this is what we have to do but when you're done let's come up with some new ideas let's put some stuff together let's see what we can create and um I think that's really fun for people, especially if you're a cook. It's something you're passionate about. You don't want to be told what to do all the time. You kind of want to be creative and use those skills. Absolutely. Put them to work. Um, the other thing, too, that's nice about Eat Right Foods is we're out the door by 6 o'clock every day. Most cooks go into work at 6 o'clock, mm-hmm. and they're working until 1 a.m., feeding tables. They're getting tickets all day, and they're just feeding down the line, food, food, food. And all my cooks are extremely happy because they don't have that lifestyle anymore. They're not sleeping all day coming in, working all night. They can come home and have a life again, meet their family after work. Um, you know, you gotta be happy with what you do. You gotta enjoy what you're doing. And I think, luckily, the way the business is laid out, they have that opportunity to step away from the commercial feel and have this new atmosphere where, yeah, it's batch cooking, so it's not as intricate, but at least they can, on the side, make up new ideas and put it on the menu and. Feel, have, feel like they have purpose. Yeah, they keep their own flair in it. They're not right. just like, I have no say. I am just do what I'm told and I moved out the door. So, no, that's good. I'm very fortunate in the fact of the employees that I do have. We have 16 employees. Um, 
they all work extremely hard. I think too, we're all passionate about what we do. A lot of us are friends, a lot of us are family, and it's something that we take pride in, that this business is going, and we have a good time. But we also know that we need to get things done. And so we balance that out really nice. You know, sometimes it might get a little, you know, I've got patience of nothing, so I get annoyed, but, and I gotta understand they're working hard. Let them goof around a little bit. You know, as long as it's within reason, you know, we have a good time, and I think that's important too. Yeah, and I'm sorry, it's the last question, but so what was like the biggest thing you learned as being a business owner, or not business owner, excuse me, I wanna say like more of a boss, Mm -hmm. because you know, before you worked at DuPont, so obviously you had someone higher above you, but now that like you have 16 employees, like what was like, like, well, I'm not gonna do that again, or you know what, like if you, again, three years ago, if you told yourself just like advice for a boss, what would you give yourself? Um, Put yourself in their shoes. You know, they are working hard. You did it too. they're on their feet. They might be, you know, grilling steaks for three hours. That's not really that fun, honestly. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, you got to put yourself in there. They're tired. They're exhausted. They're working over a hot stove. Um, as far as the packagers goes, these guys, on Saturdays, we do 10,000 meals alone. It's not an easy task for even for 10 guys to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just got to show appreciation. Let them know that you do appreciate them. I know sometimes that can be fallen by the wayside because we're just so busy. Um, you don't think about taking a second to step back and just be like, hey, thanks again for your hard work today. Um, you know, here's a gift card. Mm-hmm. Here's something, you know. I think it goes a lot further than most business owners like to think or actually think about because they're just, they, they forget. You forget because you're doing so much too. And it might not be so manual or so physical, mm-hmm. but it's important to remember that this is a team. Yeah. And without them, this doesn't work. We can always take it for granted, right? It's like, right. well, I pay them. That's their right. thing. But in the end of the day... It's not always about money. It isn't. And it's just like, you know, it's like, well, then the same brother, well, I get paid whether I work really hard or not. So yeah. what's the difference? So like, when you know that you're appreciated, you know that you're cared for, you know that someone has your back. Right. And you know in the end, even though it's tough love, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know they have your back at the end of the right. day. And you want your employee to come to you if they have a personal problem and they want to just vent. Like, you don't want mm-hmm. that weird, you know, oh, he's my boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should just keep away. Like, mm-hmm. no the end of the day we're all human we're all friends and if you got something outside of work you want to talk about i'm here yeah and i think that's important yeah i, I totally agree it goes a huge way so um describe mike del zappo in one sentence oh geez or one word if you will uh i think unique unique okay um i like to kind of beat to my own drum <laughs> yeah that's good i don't usually follow the crowd it's kind of um what is everyone else doing okay i'm gonna do this then Mm-hmm. Always Everyone goes left, way. I want to go right. Yeah, I've always wanted to kind of be that person that people are like, this guy's kind of weird, but I like it. You know, like, because it's just, I don't like to follow the norm. Well, that's entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know, if you want to go with the crowd, uh, usually you're going to have to go against the mold. Yep. It's, it's, at one point in your, in your career as an entrepreneur, you have to. Yeah. So I, I think that fits well with your DNA, Mike. So, um, yeah, so uh, thank you so much for being on this podcast today, yeah, Mike. I thank really you for appreciate having me. it. Yeah, you're, you're one day off. You gave me a little piece of it, <laughs> and I just and I just really appreciate that. So, um, by the way, if someone wants to get in touch with you, Mike, if like, wow, I love his story, or wow, I would love to learn something from him. How do how do they reach you? If you know me asking, like, how could they get a hold of you? Whatever you feel comfortable giving over the air. I mean, I got social media. I'm on Facebook, Mike Del Zappo, um, Instagram, Mike Del Zappo, um, email. EatRightFood716 at gmail.com. Um, always happy to, you know, give some advice. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm not great. But, you know, any any advice is always good advice, I think, as long as you take it within your own reason. Yeah, absolutely. And we always have something to share and give. So, yeah, because I want to make sure they know how to get a hold of you. Yeah. But, um, hey, thanks for being on it with us again, Mike. Thank you.
If you loved listening to the Western New York Entrepreneurs Podcast and want more, subscribe to it and head on over to WNYEntrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.